Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You are tuned in to the... The... One and only live and local real estate mortgage show. Am I the only one getting a little bit of... Felt like there should have been a drum roll there. Are you getting some intermittent noise or is that just me and my headphones? I think it might just be you and your headphones. All I'm right. not hearing anything. All right. How about you, Jason? I feel good. Okay. Okay. Clearly. It's just me. It's just me. I'll uh, yeah. not bother you with my problems, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Love Live Radio. Hop on, uh, hop, hop on the mics, throw on the headphones, never know what you're going to get when you sit in the chair, right? Are those your headphones? Normally no. you bring in a pair, don't no, you? No, that, that pair, that pair was a dud. <laughs> I was, wish they had some kind of lemon law for headphones. I think for Dan really has found expensive out the, headphones. I think that Dan has found out the $25 headphones that the station supplies work out better you know, for some reason. You know, actually, Jason Grody had talked me in, well, it was it didn't take a lot of effort, but he suggested this week that I, I look again. Maybe I just got a bad pair and I just need a new pair of headphones and it'll be all good and should just try so I, i've started looking again this week at some headphones you know maybe i can use them on an airplane or some other time i don't know mm, so you're that guy with the big headphones on the airplane <laughs> i'm not i'm not <laughs> i don't i'm i'm the guy who's quietly reading a book i just got used to, to the, the, the airpods those little ones Ooh, those i are, was looking at those too. those are pretty nice yeah and i have tried to resist because i'm really not that guy either that just walk because they you forget that they're in because there's uh-huh. no cord so you find yourself just wandering around with these things in and man <laughs> i just i've tried to resist for so long but now they're so easy like yeah. you just you just pop them in they sync automatically you, it's yeah it's just they make it too easy this technology is hmm yeah, Man. the only problem with those is they may not cancel out the noise like they used to because these right. go over our ears, basically. Right, right. So you might have the problem with, like, the feedback. You yeah. can't, I mean, we couldn't even use the AirPods in here, right? No, They're not, uh, it's not an option. No, I was thinking of airplane, so. yeah, sitting on yeah. an airplane, relaching, right. yeah, watching that guy with the, the Beats uh-huh. headphones on with his head bobbing. I kind of want to be him for a minute, but then I don't. Maybe you need a pair of each. Just so you can be either guy. Right. I can just switch it up. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Depending uh, on the mood, mood. Depending on the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, summer's over. Speaking of airplanes uh, and travel. Right. That's and right. Did you do anything super exciting this summer? Um, it went by fast. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, no, I don't think I did, really. Mm. I, I went to Tahoe for a week or five days. Yeah, we talked about that. I went to Tahoe so, for a week as well. Yeah, days, in fact, we I think we were 
just missed each other. Or missed each other by about there. a day or something. There was a celebrity golf tournament when I was there. Right. Which was pretty cool. Did you go? So, uh, not to the golf tournament, but mm. we were downtown. And so in the, the afternoons or early evenings, we saw some folks walking around. Cool. My boy um, got pretty close to Steph Curry, who was signing oh, some autographs. Awesome. So that was pretty cool to see him. Yeah. Saw Steve Young walking around. Um, it was cool, man. Tahoe is a super fun place. Yeah. Super fun place. Yeah. It's beautiful all times of the year. Yep. Um, I went to that golf tournament. I, I grew up in Sacramento, so Tahoe is just a quick hour or so okay. drive up the hill. And uh, I went to that that Pro-Am <clears throat> tournament up there when I was 16 or 17 years old and following around a few celebrities. And uh, at the time, you know, I, like the second or third hole that we watched was... Uh, some of the TNT guys, they were televising hmm. um, the tournament that weekend. So this was an off day for him. It was a Thursday or Friday. Hmm. And it was Doc Rivers back when he was, sure. before he was coaching. Um, but after his playing career, Trent Dilfer was in their their group. And then a couple of the execs from TNT behind the, you know, behind the camera guys. And um, they, uh, we followed him for one hole. And we're like, are you guys going to follow us all day? No, I mean, we're just, maybe we're, oh. I don't know we're, no plan we're just watching different people oh okay well if you were we were going to ask if you wanted to drive our carts oh, oh yeah we were going to follow yeah, you guys exactly yeah, of doing. course we were that's, that's what we were your biggest fans <laughs> <laughs> so we drove their carts around all no day way. long and oh, yeah wow. it was a great time just got to listen to them banter with one another and oh that must have it was fun. a crack up and then they, a 16 year old yeah me and my friend you know we did that all day drove a couple carts around for them and then they gave us 100 bucks and it was all over <laughs> i didn't even need the money Score. i was having a great time yeah <laughs> but yeah that was fun yeah, that always it always brings back that memory when i when i think about that tournament yeah that's a fun place uh, my boy spent his 12th birthday on the the Truckee river in oh, a cool. tube in a raft and right on. did some of that that was pretty that was pretty cool they've got a guy about halfway down selling ice cream bars from shore so we rode over to the side sang happy <laughs> birthday with some chocolate ice cream bars it was, nice. pretty, it was pretty cool yeah Tahoe's was a fun place for sure well we uh were as you know uh school starting I, I assume your son's back in school Thank goodness. Yeah. Right. Well, we I just, love summer, but. Right. <laughs> we just finished our first week of, of having a kindergartner in the house. Wow. And then our, our daughter doesn't start her next year of preschool for another week. So she's bored out of her mind. But, you know, we're new to this whole um, public school system. So we thought, oh, yeah, they're not having to go back till September. So we scheduled a camping trip for. Okay for this week <laughs> right. so we'll be missing our second week of kindergarten right. <laughs> and uh taking the kids on a camping trip yeah, i bet he won't fall too far behind. i don't think so i don't think so <laughs> they don't cover a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cover a lot there. we can uh, we can make up for it we'll do some homeschooling this week right you know we'll bring the crayons you know i've i've <laughs> kind of learned that about even having a kid that's well he's now junior high first year of junior high um, he goes to Coastal Christian, which is a great school, which I enjoy because it's a smaller experience to junior high for him. But man, those those weeks away during the summer, I feel like he grows so much. And I think that that is equally as important, um, especially if it's that focused energy. We're like, hey, we're going to work on this part of your personality this week, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which all those 11 and 12 year olds have those things to work on for sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can get a lot done that with that that homeschooling mentality mm -hmm. for sure. So but you're a good dad. I've seen you with your kids. So yeah, sure they, they, I try. I try. Yeah. That's all I can do is try. <laughs> Keep swinging. <laughs> yeah. 
can't what was it? you can't stop them you can only hope to contain them right <laughs> right exactly um yeah so yeah school's back in session for most schools i know there's a couple schools that are still uh getting ready to start so all the parents are breathing that sigh of relief mm-hmm. feels good a few um, extra hours in your day yeah <laughs> well needed especially when we kind of do the work that we do right it affords right. us the luxury of being able to spend some more time with our kids in the afternoons but but uh, those summer days can, man, what, can you get outside and do something, please? Like, just go do something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dad, dad. Hey, dad, 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 what are we going to do now? Dad, yeah. dad. Hey, dad. Okay. Hey, dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Like, I, wanna, I, wanna, I need a name change. <laughs> I don't want to be dad today. Yeah, I'm not sure who dad is, dude. <laughs> Take is that, that guy over there? I don't know. Hey, but. <laughs> Oh, well, we didn't do proper introductions. I'm Dan Podesto, and Jason Crody has the day off, so we brought in our other Jason, just to make sure all the, you know, the intros and yeah, outros work, you know, yep. so thanks yep. for, thanks for being in here, Mr. Van Dyke. You're welcome. On a, on a gray Saturday morning. Uh, we actually both were enjoying a little time with, uh, with Jason Crody last night and his family, because August is a big birthday month. Yep. His uh, his beautiful wife Melanie turned thirty nine again this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's his son Trey's sixteenth birthday today. That's scary. Yeah, Oof. he's uh, yeah, become a man or becoming a man. I don't know when it's official, but he's. It wasn't sixteen. I think for he's me, taller than me now. So yeah, you know. and yeah, getting ready to. Maybe even become a driver out on the roads with the rest of us. So. Yeah, they're Oof. driving today on the range, though. On the <laughs> okay, range, good, good. They wouldn't play golf. So happy birthday, it's a lot to Trey. Safer. Um, yeah, so we've got a we've got a great show prepared for you today. Um, we are gonna dive into a little bit of the the news of the week. Got some. I, every quarter or thereabouts, we get a lot of data related to housing and so we um one of the one of the gals in our office puts together a quarterly report that we i I don't believe it's on our website yet but it will be there soon it's a the real estate report focusing on quarter two activity um and looking how it compares to earlier in the year as well as prior years um so we can cover a little bit of that news as well um and uh yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna be short of talking points here at all. That's for sure. We got a lot going on. Also, we were last night. We had a little opportunity to to visit with Wes Burke, um, broker and owner of Patterson Realty, and he was just sharing us sharing with us some of his thoughts on the market locally. I've also seen some interesting statistics on the market and just banter in the real estate community in general. And so we'll talk a little bit about sentiment out there from the the real estate community. Yeah, there's a lot of talk right now. It's interesting when we start to bump up against, you know, lows and highs. And obviously we've seen, you know, a pretty nice run over the last couple of years with home values. So that is always interesting to talk to realtors and get their perspective as far as, you know, when's the right time to buy, when's the right time to sell, what that looks like. And so now that we're sort of in those upper ranges, um, back to even some of the levels, the higher levels that we saw in 2006, 2007, before that crash, um, it's it's interesting to see certain perspectives and the advice that you're getting. Um, it's always interesting for sure. So we'll dive into some of that. For, uh, it'll be interesting to hear what 
Wes had to say, and there's a couple articles that talk about that um, that were in the Tribune this week that I think we'll uh, <sighs> we'll be able to touch on. And... Uh, yes, you did bring. I was thinking about that article this morning. And I saw it this week. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought it in. Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about that. One. I and was there's just the, sitting here looking I, for as it. reading it th- as I was reading it this morning. I feel like there's a lot of loops that we can open up and close within the article as we start to kind of go through it and dissect, you know, sort of the national numbers, the California numbers, what it means here locally in San Luis Obispo, what it means for the future. Um, and what's interesting about these home values being higher, you know, what what is different about this time around than 2006, 2007? So we can mm-hmm. get into some of the the lending perspective. And I think that that's uh, it's going to play a, a big factor in Hopefully how this goes a little differently this time. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are Tribune subscribers, you probably saw the the article, I think it was on Tuesday, um, about Slow County residents with the uh, Slow County homeowners and and the kind of home equity that they're sitting on today. So we'll we'll dive into that article. That was pretty interesting. Um interesting thing caught my eye for sure this week. So it is time to take a commercial break. We'll We'll make sure we give our sponsors all the attention they deserve. And uh, and so we'll start right now. Please stick around for more Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. If you're like most investors, the constant ups and downs of the stock market have you on edge. How do you make sure you keep your gains without jumping ship too soon? At Century Financial Consultants, they have an investment strategy where your money is completely protected against market losses. You go up with the stock market, your gains locked in, and when the market goes down, you don't lose anything. Literally, you go up, never down, forwards, never backwards. Sounds too good to be true? See for yourself for free. Call Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 805-324-7914. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's nothing like the euphoric feeling you get when you find the perfect home. The last thing you want is the embarrassment of discovering you don't qualify. It can actually cost you your deposit. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-396-08. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your host, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Two, 
matters you can give us a call if you'd like to ask a question or share a comment uh the number to the studio is 805-543-8830 805-543-8830 or if you're out of area 800-549-5832 and if you have a question and don't want to be on the air you can go ahead and email us as well at radio at centralcoastlending.com. Look at you. So yeah. email questions. Um, and if you don't get a chance to do it today, uh, even during the week, if we see some questions that uh, that we feel like would be a good talking point on the radio, um, we'll, we'll definitely throw it on there and answer those questions. So that's radio at centralcoastlending.com. Nice. That's a new, a new feature. Mm. Um, just an idea born from the mind of, Mr. Van Dyke here. That was great. Yeah, I think it's great thinking. I I feel like a lot of people have questions, right? Don't have an opportunity to call in or don't want to call in. And people love to just sit behind their computer and text away or email. So it's a a good way to to, to answer some questions and and get some more talking points out there. Yeah, and you know, this uh, live radio thing can be so intimidating. Um, So I get it. You know, it's kind of like when, you know, in the spirit of, of, the first week of school here when you're in class and right you know teachers wanting questions and people are a little shy to ask they don't want to ask a dumb question right um there are and then they'd tell you there are no dumb questions the only dumb questions the one you don't ask so that's we're we're trying to give you every opportunity possible to ask what you might think is a dumb question but probably a bunch of your peers have the same question that's right so yeah email us radio at centralcoastlending.com or or uh, get your 15 minutes of fame and, and give us a call, 543-8830. We won't keep you on for 15 minutes necessarily, but you can you know, carve off a chunk of that fame. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So there was a little bit of, of housing news this week that um, we always like to share with you. We had existing home sales. We had new home sales. And were those the only two housing numbers? It was a kind of a quiet news week, mm-hmm. all in all. But yeah, those are the two, <clears throat> the two housing-related reports that we saw this week. And what we saw was existing home sales um, continuing to show some, I don't know if weakness is the right word, because there's strong demand. There's just, you know, it, it's at the risk of being a broken record here. There's just that lack of supply. And so we're seeing it not just locally or statewide. We're seeing it everywhere that that shortage of supply is leading to lower numbers of sales. Um, Fourth straight month um, in July was the fourth straight month of declining. Slowest pace in more than two years. 
So. so, and it's it's really nothing more than just a product of that lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, the the California report that we're putting together and going to publish on our website here, we get these statistics from CAR, the California Association of Realtors. And it's, you know, it goes through different areas, Southern California, Northern California, um, Bay Area, what else they have grouped in. And we're seeing similar things all over the board. And what's really interesting is when you break down home sales by price category, Mm -hmm. that's where you really see um, a big part of this, this story here is... You know, entry-level housing is where the most demand is, obviously. Yep. That's where you've got all those new home buyers wanting to get just just get a foot in the door. Um, you've got, you know, people with with lower incomes who, you know, have a, a cap on what they can afford. So they're in that lower price category. You've got um, people who have money and have wealth who want to buy investment property who are after that, that entry-level market as well because those make great rentals. So... Um, when you look at sales by price category, what you see is every single price category under a million dollars is showing declining year-over-year sales. From June to June, um, the the sub-200,000 price category is down nearly 30% year-over-year. Wow. So there's really no inventory there in that in that sub 200,000 sub 300,000 is down 20% year over year sub 400,000 is down 10% year over year 500,000 is down almost 15% year over year and then the um you know 500 to a million price categories down 5% year over year so we actually that's a change from the first quarter the first quarter, it was everything below 500,000 was showing declining sales activity um, year over year. And now the 500 to a million categories in the negative column as well. Mm-hmm. So we're just seeing less and less properties for sale in those lower um, price categories. And now it's even bled into what I would call the the move up segment of homes, that 500 to a million and move up differs depending on the market, but um, it's it's a tough market out there. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough environment to buy homes. This is part of what Wes was sharing with us yesterday. Is that you're kind of in this this market right now where the sellers have been they've had it their way for so long now because of this this demand at far outpacing supply and. Um, they just are kind of out there calling shots, being... Yeah, he kind of mentioned that uh, uh, briefly, talking to us about a few different stories and transactions that he's seen in his office and then around the county where the sellers have so much control that they're 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 being super picky. They're being... Um, unaccommodating. Unaccommodating, yeah, exactly, because they know that if this, this buyer doesn't work out, then there's another one that's standing right behind him and now we're 30 days deeper into this, maybe even willing to pay more. Right. So it definitely creates sort of an imbalance in the transaction that is makes it a little challenging for the realtors. Yeah. It can be challenging. It can, it can pose problems for financing depending on the issue. Right. Um, you know, I'm, 
There are so many things that pop up during a 30-day escrow transaction. Um, you know, there are there are reports that are done on the home, a home inspection, termite inspection, uh, an appraisal report. Um, those types of reports sometimes um, present problems with the home that weren't that you weren't aware of, that the seller wasn't aware of. Sure. You know, that that a, a non-professional, a non-industry professional just doesn't know about. It's not apparent to their eye. Like a termite inspection report comes back and they recommend, you know, this work and that work to be done because of that report. And now you've got a buyer that's saying, well, now this has come to light. We would like to remedy this before we buy the house. Yeah. Or the lenders requiring that it, that it, is remedied before the transaction can close. But here I am. I don't even, I'm the, I want to buy the home, but Mm -hmm. I don't own it yet. Right. So I'm reluctant to want to pay some thousands of dollars to fix this problem on a home that I don't own yet. So it makes sense that you, the seller would fix these items so that I, the buyer can move forward with this purchase that we've both agreed on. And And the sellers are just digging their heels in and saying, well, no. no, you're going to do it or I'm going to sell it to the next guy in line. Right. right. So th- there was some some chatter that, you know, that's t- happening too frequently and it's it's getting a little tiresome, but it's just the market that we're in. And Yeah, and even speaking, uh, another example of that is I've seen some appraisals recently come in even higher than the purchase price. So now the seller catches wind of that. And they feel like they left money on the table. So again, they're they're even less willing to negotiate, to make accommodations, to give credits to fix that deck that needs a little love, um, and willing to to back out of that transaction to start another transaction with the next guy in line with maybe a higher sales price. So right. it's uh, it definitely makes for an interesting market. There's no doubt about that. So yeah, this imbalance is is really the the theme that we've been talking about for mm-hmm. it's, I mean, several years now um, for a while there in 2010 and 11, obviously inventory was very high. Prices were depressed. They were just, those homes were getting gobbled up and now it's, it's quite a drastic change from mm-hmm. that, that time to now with, with so little inventory prices at the, the high end um, of, of what we've seen. Most people have gained back, all, all lost equity, I guess mm-hmm. I'll say, um, that, you know, that was lost during the, the downturn. Most folks have, have gained that all back. There's still pockets that are, that are maybe a little underwater, but for the most part, um, homeowners are sitting pretty well as far as home equity, which kind of leads us into this article that was, that was in the Tribune on Tuesday, I believe it was, it was published on the 21st. And it's talking about the amount of home equity that homeowners in the county are sitting on mm-hmm. as a result of this well above average, well above normal appreciation rate that we've seen. I mean, it's it's been double digits for basically since that 2010 time, 2011. Yeah, they, they talk about equity rich um, in this article. And they say that more than 40% of San Luis Obispo homeowners are equity rich, meaning that the houses that they're living in are now worth twice, at least twice as much of what the mortgage balance is. So sort of having those funds built into the walls of their home, um, man, from just even a psychological standpoint, is pretty fascinating to me. Um, you know, that it's we talk about the economy doing really well. 
Um, and we kind of saw this in 2006, 2007, where home values were were increasing dramatically. And you saw a lot of people with brand new cars and brand new pools and going on these expensive vacations and really getting themselves into trouble because now all of a sudden they they found themselves sort of equity rich, sort of a, a similar scenario to what we're seeing now. So it's going to be interesting to dive into what the dynamics are of that, how sort of that drives the economy and, <clears throat> excuse me, and some of the things that that are in place now to protect us from maybe a, a, the crash that we did see at that time. Yeah, this idea of being equity rich really hits home with me. I think about my 15 years of owning a home in Morro Bay and I've, you know, I bought my home in 2003. So not, not at the peak of the market, but it was certainly while it was while it was uh, going really, really nice. You know, 2003 sure. was a, as, as you hear the stories about what was cooking on wall street in in the back rooms, the, the types of mortgage products that were out there then. And, you know, it seems like 2003 was a time where those who were really in tune with the housing market knew that it was unsustainable even at that time. Mm-hmm. But I think for, for the most part, the, the average Joe out there wasn't really aware that things were that far overheated until a few years later. So, so 2003, you know, I, I bought a home in Morro Bay, a modest little three bedroom, two bath, no big deal, you know, 400, mid 400 thousands, mm-hmm. um, watched that dip down below my purchase price, you know, in the 2008 and nine era. And I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Looking at a similar home down the street listed at 400,000. I'm like, what? Yeah. What the heck happened yeah. here? That's yep. not the way it's supposed to go. Right. And then, you know, since that time, um, I'd venture to guess based on the listings I see in, in my neighborhood of similar homes that I, I'm, I'm definitely in this equity rich category, mm-hmm. um, knocking on, you know, probably not quite a million dollar home, but up there, you know, that seems to be where some of those homes are going in Morro Bay. And so it's crazy to think that I qualify as one of these equity rich people, which means that they live in a, in a home that's now worth more than twice the mortgage balance on the home. Um, it's very unique for a lot of, uh, especially the younger buyer who, excuse me, gets into a home. Um, you know, it, it, it can take a long time working a a nine to five job to make or even save $50,000, but you can sit back and just make your mortgage payment. And a couple of years later, you could have that sitting in the walls of your home immediately, really by doing nothing, but just living there and paying your mortgage. So the the psychology of that is pretty interesting because it's it's sort of n- new money right it's 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 and it feels like to me and looking back at some of these mistakes that some people make when you when you fall into that money you you look at it like the the lottery curse right people that get that windfall of money typically there's been this history of not managing it well mm-hmm. and there's something to be said for you know putting your your boots on and working for that money where there it just there's more value there you there you make better decisions when it comes that way versus well hey this is just a gift from god and now we can we can throw it around and right. so that doing that with your finances is man that's a slippery slope that's a slippery slope yeah i <laughs> i think back to the early 2000s 
everyone, everyone was buying homes, not just a home to live in, but investment properties, vacation homes, you know, cashing those things out as the appreciation was just so amazing and buying motor homes and yep. boats and the vacations that you're talking about, paying down the credit cards, they could charge them back up. And it was this, it makes me think of this idea of, of irrational exuberance that, um, you know, Mr. Robert Schiller wrote a whole book about. He's the, you know, one of the names behind the Case and Schiller Home Price Index. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, you just can get co- so caught up in that, in that euphoria of, of good times. And, um, and that happened to so many people. And so I think that may be one of the, the big differentiating points between that time period and this time period where, yeah, people are um, equity rich again. In our county, 40%. In the state, 43% of homeowners Mm -hmm. are in that equity rich category. Um, But at the same time, it seems like today's, today's homeowner, today's home buyer, the people that are actively involved in the real estate market are a little more cautious this go around. Um, You give people a lot of credit. And I think that some of this is due to the fact that a lot of these, these poor decisions just can't be made now because the lending guidelines won't allow you maybe as ease of access to those funds. That's true. Um, Folks purchasing homes, like, like you said, and there's that window between like 2003 and 2006, where you'd read an article just like this, Slow County residents are rich with home equity after market surge. And so you get that sense of, of I'm missing out. And so if your neighbor just gained $50,000 over the last year and your cousin and your mom and everyone that owns a home, so then you walk into your bank and say, okay, you know what? I, I want to be one of these guys. I want my neighbor to look at me who's renting a year from now and say, man, that was a great decision. He bought that home. That was a smart thing to do. And it was much, much easier in 2003 to 2006 to qualify for mortgage than it is Absolutely. today. The loan products that were out there are much, much different. Um, qualifying for them, there's that joke that if you could fog up a mirror yeah. in 2003, you could get a home loan. And the reality is there were loans that just shouldn't have been written. Um, but when home prices are increasing... Um, you know, people find themselves, even if they got into bad loans and they couldn't afford the payment, when you've got $250,000 in equity in your home, you'll take that second job to make that payment because you want to protect that equity. You'll beg, borrow, and steal to make that mortgage payment. And then you've also got the next bank that's sitting there saying, hey, refinance. We'll refinance you. Pull out another $100,000, pay off that boat and that new car, eliminate those payments. Now you're saving, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. You're fine again until, you know, that catches back up to you. That cycle happens. So the environment, the lending environment now is is much, much different. And I think, you know, as much as people talk about, you know, big government and not wanting, you know, people to step in and change things. And we want to have control over what we do. Sometimes in, in, a, in a case like this, there were, there were people buying homes that shouldn't have been buying them. And, and the guidelines that have tightened up, you know, have been frustrating as we well know, but it also, I think has protected a lot of people from some bad decisions. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, take the most basic example, just, you know, a, a, a homeowner, 
owns their home, has had good experience with it. They enjoy home ownership. They enjoy that pride of ownership. They're building equity through paying their mortgage, through home improvements, through market appreciation. Um, they have a good job. And, you know, now they're thinking, hey, it may be time to buy an investment property. Mm-hmm. You know, my first first dip here into um, owning real estate for investment purposes, not just for shelter. Um, back in the early 2000s, you get that wild hair to become a landlord and you could do it with no money down, stated income, no landlord experience. Right. You know, just all the layering of risk and and. There you go. If you if you just decide you could do it, you could literally go in, fog that mirror, and own that rental property. Hey, mate, why stop at one? Do four or five. I mean, right. I'm watching everybody else get rich doing it. I'm going right. to do it too. More is better. Today, again, this is just the most basic um, investment real estate purchase that you'll see out there. You need to have a 25% down payment. Mm-hmm. So you can't just... On a Saturday, say, I'm going to become a landlord and Monday buy the home. You you, you need to have the money saved up today. If mm-hmm. you want to go buy that median-priced, what are we now, $600,000 home in San Luis Obispo County, you have to come up with one hundred and fifty grand down. 618500 yeah. So That's a lot of money. Not everyone can just come up with that $150,000 down to go buy an investment property and become a landlord, and not to mention probably just break even on that transaction you have to have more than 25 percent down if you want to actually turn a profit yep and that's just the down payment i I always talk about the the landing as like a triangle or a a three-legged stool and so you've got the down payment which is is critical but you've also got credit and your income and so you mentioned to just just briefly there about no income no assets um bank statement loans, which we actually are seeing come back a little bit, which is interesting. It's interesting to see some of these products come back. But I mean, I I remember seeing folks buy homes by just showing bank deposits in their, in their, their checking or savings account. And they wouldn't even look at what the outflow was just only looking at what you're bringing in, which just is, seems crazy. It's like looking at a lake and seeing just the, the water that's coming in and just estimating what that lake level will be just by the water coming in. But there's also a dam on the other side where the water's going out. I mean, we have to we have to look at both sides of it, right? right. So there's a there's a lot to it, um, and and what the 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 guidelines now will allow you to count for income is is much much different than it was, you know, pre 2007. Definitely, you're in general you're fully documenting your income. Mm-hmm. We're more restrictive on what we we will count as yep. qualifying income. Um, you know, the the skin in the game component is a lot different today the uh you know the loan to values that you can reach in certain transactions particularly cash out are much mm-hmm. much more reduced than before mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s you could do a hundred percent non-owner cash out stated income you know on and on layer yeah. we just we categorize that as layered risk yeah. right every every risk component you can think of just layered one on top of the other and and it's just not the way it is today so that these are big points of differentiation between you know the the pre-2008 time period of equity rich homeowners mm-hmm. and the 2018 um, vintage of those and wall street really drove that i mean there was the, essentially what happens is these mortgages get grouped together and sold on wall street 
And so when Wall Street has an appetite for these mortgage products and they're seeing, okay, here's some risky, here's a risky bucket of loans. And these loans are, are going to pay a higher interest rate. And we talked about as, as homes are appreciating, people are doing everything they can to stay in their homes. So these loans aren't defaulting. So we'll accept these higher risk loans at these higher rates of return because they're not they're they're paying just as well as paying these better. Yeah. Somehow they convince the the secondary market buyers that those pay those are better. Yeah. You know, this home appreciation is going to solve any and all problems that these riskier mortgage products right might might could possibly right. you know yield us but more importantly that better rate of return is worth is worth more. Yeah. So here, pay up, guys. So that greed definitely took over. But then what <laughs> happened was literally overnight, Wall Street kind of all all the minds got together and say, well, we kind of start to see a problem here. Yeah. I think we're What's done buying them. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're just done. We're just cutting those off altogether. So all of those buyers are now defaulting. Property values are dropping. And then that's that's sort of the, the recipe for that 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 drop in, in, in values and recession. And yeah, it can get pretty ugly, but there's definitely, like we talked about, there's, there's things in place now, um, sort of protect us from that a little bit, protect us from ourselves. Right. (laughs) It's a good thing. Exactly. Um, we need to take our second break of the hour here and we'll, we'll continue on with this discussion again. I'd love to invite you to, to call in and share your questions or comments. The number is 805-543-8830, 805-543-8830. You can also email a question to radio at centralcoastlending.com. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. If you're like most investors, the constant ups and downs of the stock market have you on edge. How do you make sure you keep your gains without jumping ship too soon? At Century Financial Consultants, they have an investment strategy where your money is completely protected against market losses. You go up with the stock market, your gains locked in, and when the market goes down, you don't lose anything. Literally, you go up, never down, forwards, never backwards. Sounds too good to be true? See for yourself for free. Call Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 805-324-7914. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side 
Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your host, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. In your seat, he's over there. He's he's air lead singing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, back in your chair, bud. Oh, he's got, uh, <laughs> Angus Young has nothing on Jason Van Dyke. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, that's the ultimate ultimate gym song right there. Oh, it is. I <laughs> when it. I think of mortgage matters, yeah. music beds, you know, this and is I've, what I think. And of I've right seen here. the bands like this. I've seen. <laughs> Van Halen, I've seen Kiss, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of hard rock bands like this, you know, and I have never seen ACDC. Oh man, ever? I am shocked. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? What's holding you back? I don't know. Just timing hasn't worked out. Yeah. All right. Not. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, ZZ Top, Van Halen, uh, a bunch of, them. yeah, hmm. yeah, but I've never All seen right. AC, ACDC. Right. Well. It's crazy. Might be time. Yeah, I yeah, feel. I might. feel like we it need to, might. you know, do one of those. Uh, what are they? GoFundMe's for <laughs> them to go for, see ACDC. For Jim to go see ACDC. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this has got to be tops on your bucket list. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Oh yeah. man. Well, you know, I always use this because uh, listening to the show will put you back in black. That's, yeah, it, that's it, what I guess. It will. We're gonna try. We're gonna yeah. do our best to help you get there. If you're not. Um, but chances are, if you're a homeowner in San Luis County, you're, you're probably there in a big way. Um, we're talking about home equity, um, among, among homeowners in San Luis Obispo County. In fact, not just here, it's, it's, uh, being in Cal, being a homeowner in California is, has been treating people pretty well these, this last decade. 40%. We've talked about being equity rich in San Luis Obispo County. Sacramento metro area, which is your hometown, 34% have hit this level. Um, Bay area, 72% in San Jose and 61% in San Francisco. That is crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of money sitting in the walls of those, uh, those properties right now. Yeah. When you zoom into our County, well, so what was it? The state of California overall was 43% of homeowners are equity rich. 
And just to more clearly define equity rich, you know, I said it's when your home value is more than double your outstanding mortgage balance. So if you if you have $200,000 outstanding on your mortgage, it means that you own a home that's worth $400,000 or more. That mm-hmm. that would put you in the equity rich category. Um, so Californians are uh, 43% of homeowners are equity rich. San Luis County, 42% are equity rich. The national average, by the way, is 24%. So we're nearly double the national average. Um, For the North Coast, let's see here. We got Morro Bay. Morro Bay residents, as I was just sharing with you, I'm one of these equity-rich people. 55% of Morro Bay homeowners are equity-rich. Um, 40, 44, we got a range for some reason in San Luis Obispo, 44 to 48% of San Luis Obispo homeowners are equity rich. 50% of Pismo Beach homeowners are equity rich and 32% of homeowners in Paso Robles are equity rich. Well, let's talk about the other side of that, and that's yeah. kind of what you were talking about. So what what does that mean exactly? Well, it means values are higher. Values are going up. That gap between what you owe on your home and what the value of that home is is widening. Um, so as values are higher, obviously, if you want to buy a house, you got to pay more, right? Yeah, there's a down payment. you got to You got to come up with at least, you know— Unless you're a veteran and can do one of those zero down VA loans, you're going to have to come up with some kind of down payment. You have to have a 3% for a a conventional loan, 3.5% for an FHA loan. Um, You know, there are some down payment assistance opportunities out there, but still the, you know, even when you're financing these dollar amounts, you have to be able to afford that monthly payment. So there's, there's a lot to think about whether it's down payment or, or the monthly the monthly um, debt service, um, it's it's a pretty big endeavor, especially with lack of inventory. Those challenges of just mm-hmm. getting getting your offer accepted. Um, I think that's really slowing a lot of people down as well. Is you know there there's always the, those folks who've been in a home for a certain amount of time, and they you know their families are growing, or it's more convenient to live in a, a different part of the county because of a job. Um, some of those scenarios come up and, you know, we normally, um, you know, if, if housing prices is, is affordable for these families, they, they make the move, let's sell and let's sell the the home here for 500 and buy another home up there for 500. And it's kind of an even swap. And those even swaps right now are, are difficult to find. It's hard to get people to move from a, a three and a half percent interest rate on a $300,000 um, mortgage to now looking at, dang, we have to spend how much to buy this new home? And so rates are higher. So I'm not going to get that 3.5% anymore. So now rates are 4.5%. So I'm paying more in interest. I'm paying more in property taxes. And now my housing expense just went up You know, $1,500. Maybe we should rethink this this whole moving idea. So a lot of those families and, and folks in those that situation are just not listing their house which is obviously adding to the, the it's, fact that inventory is low. Yeah, and it's fueling that that appreciation rate that's well above normal. Like we said, it's, you know, been it's been 10% a year or more for the last 10 years in our county. Yep. Now we sit on a median 
single family home price of six hundred and eighteen thousand five hundred dollars, um, which means that a San Luis Obispo County home buyer would need an income of about one hundred and thirty one thousand dollars a year to afford that median priced home. Wow. And so we've just, you know, to make sure these numbers all make sense to you, um, when we talk about home affordability, we're we're basing that on your your total housing expense not exceeding about one third of your gross monthly income. Mm-hmm. So that means that the home is affordable. Because remember, we're talking gross monthly income. You're not bringing all that money home. There's right. a large chunk of that going to taxes. Yep. Right. So you're bringing home maybe two thirds of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you still have to have money for utilities, for groceries. For your just discretionary spending, not to mention, you know, it's back to school time. Got to get the kids some clothes and some school supplies and whatever else. If you're a homeowner, you probably have some some upkeep to do on your home. You've got a car, right? You got to drive around. Yeah, that's before we factored in the two car payments yeah. and a couple credit card bills. You know, and... Maybe you're still working off a student loan. Right. You know, there's a lot going on. So to to make a home affordable, it it. Your your mortgage payment should not exceed about one third of of your income, according to this statistic. Um, for what we're talking about here, so when we talk about needing a hundred and thirty one thousand dollar annual income to afford that six hundred and eighteen thousand dollar median priced home, um, it turns out only twenty two percent of Slow County residents make that much money. Yeah. So we've got this. Um, very obvious illustration here of haves versus have-nots. If you've been able to get your foot in the door of home ownership, you're, you know, it's a 50-50 chance right now that you're one of those equity-rich homeowners. You've, you're, you're sitting pretty. Things are good. Um, and if you're on the outside looking in, you're maybe one out of four that can afford that home. One so out it's of five, a, maybe. One out of five. Yeah. We're getting forced out into the top of the hour break, so we will continue this discussion in the next hour, and uh, we'll keep it rolling. Hoping to hear from you. 543-8830. We'll be back with more Mortgage Matters after this break. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. All right, thanks for sticking with us. It's the second hour. Some like to call it the best hour of Mortgage Matters. We're all warmed up, feeling good. We're talking here about... um, the home equity that many of our local residents, our local homeowners are enjoying here as a result of the, the 
above average, above normal appreciation that we've experienced for the last decade or so. Um, and we've kind of transitioned that conversation and talking about the other side, the affordability problem as a result of all this home appreciation and coupled with the lack of wage growth um, that we've seen or that we've not seen, I guess. Yeah. You know, wages aren't growing, so we're not seeing that, the growth. And it, that's not a local issue. That's a nationwide issue. Ten-year um, low is what the California Association of Realtors said this last week. For what? Wage for, growth? For affordability. For affordability. To add a 10-year low. Yeah. I was looking here, you know, just look at San Luis County sitting at 22% affordability. 22% of, of Slow County residents can afford the median-priced home. It's not even the worst uh, the worst county in the state. They've got Santa Cruz County, the worst of them all, 12% affordability in Santa Cruz County, 14% affordability in San Francisco County, 19% in Monterey County, 20% in Santa Barbara County. Statewide, California, only 26% of, of um, people can afford the median-priced home in the state. So it is a tough situation out there. And um, if, if you're not a homeowner, if you are a homeowner, you probably got tons of equity. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about the last time people had a lot of equity in the early 2000s, pre-crash. Um, we saw a lot of cash out refinances. We saw a lot of, mm-hmm. of um, using that equity for, I don't know, some people were more indulgent than others, mm-hmm. but um, we... You know, we saw a lot of that. We saw equity lines. Everyone had an equity line that they could draw on, you know, when needed. Saw debt consolidation. Saw buying some of those toys, you know, that we've always wanted. The motorhome, the the boat, the, you know, the off-road vehicle, whatever it is, whatever you're into. We saw people buying that. And that's not all a bad thing. It's not all bad. I mean, we, yeah. we've all got hobbies and yep. things that bring happiness to our life and... I don't think anyone should steer away from those things at all. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, make sure you have a plan and make sure that it's the, the decision is well thought out. Kind of reminds me of the cheat day, right? Like we're all like thinking about our health and <laughs> what we're eating and we're diligent throughout the week on, you know, our calories and what are, are we working out? And then we, we really make that push to the weekend and we're like, all right, Saturday's my cheat day. Here we go. And it's it's okay to cheat. You know, I think it's okay to look at the equity in your home and there are some things that you can do that could benefit you. But on those cheat days, you know, maybe eat some of those foods that you've been missing and enjoy. Mm-hmm. But just to sit down and just plow through six pizzas, I mean that 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 can not it can reverse a lot of the hard work that you put in. Right. And that's I think really what we saw a lot of that hopefully well, there's like we talked about, there's some things in place that are protecting people from themselves. Um, and debt consolidation isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, no, it can be a very good thing. If you've got if you've got some higher interest rate credit cards or maybe you do have a couple car loans and you can put yourself in a situation where, man, if we can pull out, you know, ten thousand dollars, we can pay off these two car loans that are balances are now relatively low and we can eliminate you know, eight, $900 in car payments. Now all of a sudden we're using that equity to our advantage. And so we, we definitely don't want to feel like we're preaching. Don't touch that equity. If you do, you're right. responsible there, but you just have to make sure that you're like you said, making, making good decisions, have the slice of pizza, 
Right. You know, enjoy it. Go on vacation maybe, but maybe don't buy the car that's going to be $500 month after month after month that a year from now is really going to affect what you're doing. Yeah. Once when, when a homeowner comes in to get counseled on debt consolidation, um, you know, we're, I, th- I think in every transaction, our role as loan officer is, you know, we're less selling something than facilitating the transaction, right? You've decided that you want to look into right. refinancing or, or whatever, buying, you know, in this case, we're talking about refinancing more. Um, we're going to help you sort through those thoughts you have. We're going to, there's going to be a little bit of devil's advocate. There's going to be a little bit of, well, how do you get this? You know, here's how you maneuver through some of these challenges. And, and that's our role is to help you make sure you're really exploring all of your different thoughts and, and mm-hmm. the potential outcomes when making this decision. But it's certainly not, not always a bad idea to consolidate debt. I think of a homeowner who's owned their home, they've, you know, they've enjoyed this market appreciation, but at the same time, you know, wages haven't been growing, but maybe your household needs have been, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, your kids are getting older, they're eating more, they're getting involved in more activities. Um, you know, maybe you've got a new driver in the house who now, you know, the insurance rates for young drivers are out of control. I, Jason was sharing with me what it costs to insure a 16-year-old driver nowadays. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of money. Mm. Not to mention, you know, you might need another car in the house. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that can change with your household, and maybe your wages aren't keeping up. So you've, you know, you've had to finance the car purchase as opposed to, you know, using cash. Or maybe you've had to finance other things with your credit cards. Uh, and those monthly payments are starting to really wear on you. And... And you've been able to, to, you know, use these different financing vehicles to get the things you've needed, but maybe you're reaching those credit card limits. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the cars in your household do have a loan on them already. And, um, and now you're in this position where all those different monthly payments are leaving you with no discretionary income at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. That's not an enjoyable situation. It's, it can be very stressful it can be stressful personally. It can be stressful for the family unit. Um, and and if you have home equity that can solve that problem, it's something that you should seriously consider. I'm not a strong advocate of taking, you know, your five or six or seven year auto loan and turning it into a 30 year debt. Right. But in the situation where you feel cash poor at the end of the month, I am an advocate of it. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot to be said for that personal happiness and making sure you have a little bit of discretionary income to go out and enjoy life. And so if you can take a couple of $500 auto loans, some credit card debt where you're paying 20 some percent interest and, and those payments can add up, maybe you still got a student loan and you can roll that into that home equity that you've accumulated over these last few years and and maybe reduce your debt your overall monthly debt service by $1000 a month that can be life changing for you sure and this these these conversations always come with an asterisk next to them right because everyone's scenario and situation is a little different and so you know i kind of cringe at that too where you see those guys that are are they are selling the loans, right? They're pushing for do a cash out refinance, pay all this stuff off. Your total monthly obligation currently with your auto loans and credit cards is $5,000. And if you pull out 150 in cash, you can pay all this off and 
your mortgage payment will go up, yes, but your total debt service will go down. Um, that that can be a tricky and slippery slope for a lot of different people. So we're not necessarily saying that's the route, but sometimes you have an equity line already in place and writing a $20,000 check and you're on commission and you're going to get a bonus at the end of the year where you can pay that off where it's not going to really affect your your total mortgage payment over a long period of time. Um, th- that's one scenario. Another scenario is you know, you're not going to be in your home for 20 or 30 years. You know, you plan on moving in the next couple of years. So shifting some of that debt over into the walls of your home by an equity line or a mortgage on a property that you're going to be selling at some point in the near future and, you know, sort of restructuring everything. Um, there's just so many different scenarios. So it's it's important to understand that. And if you do have any specific questions, talk to somebody that, that does understand that and give you some good advice. Yeah. Um, the student loan thing is a, is another thing where we've actually seen guidelines loosen up yep. in the mortgage world to help people. I mean, I feel like for the last two or three years, there's been a lot of stories about how much student debt is out there and how much it's, it's um, really holding back this younger generation of, of potential buyers and just, you know, these people, this new generation of people that are just saddled with large amounts of student loan debt. And now in the mortgage world, when you consolidate student loan debt into a mortgage, it's not under those stricter cash out guidelines where you can only access up to 80% of your home value. With the student loan debt, it's considered a rate and term refinance, which, you know, the significance of that is that you can refinance under the the rate and term guidelines up to 95% of your home value so you can you can pile a lot more of that student loan debt into your lower interest mortgage um right. and typically than you were able to before typically and what you're talking about is like a loan that's that's categorized or considered cash out may have a slightly higher interest rate mm-hmm. or might have some additional closing costs to get into a specific interest rate. So when when you can actually get the cash out, use it for something beneficial like student loans and then not have to pay a higher rate or not have to pay added costs because it's categorized as cash out, that, that can benefit you, right? So, you know, that's... We're highlighting here, you know, some of the positives of having all this home equity, what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the same time, we've been talking a little bit about what the people who are on the outside are faced with. And Mm -hmm. that's these home values that are extremely high, very difficult to save up for the down payment that's necessary to buy the home. Difficult to just afford the monthly debt service, even if you can scrape together the down payment. So... You know, here we are sitting at, you know, 22 percent, maybe one fifth of the of of people out there can afford to buy a home in this county. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got this environment where, you know, you have a home. It's appreciated. Maybe you want to take advantage of that. Maybe you're ready to sell and move up. Maybe, you know, life's just maybe you're downsizing. Maybe the kids are old enough. And you're downsizing. You want to sell now. It's just you've. We've gone through this period of appreciation, so we're starting to see more people list homes. That's one of the positives, I guess, of this market is is that we're seeing more homes come onto the market, but they're all so expensive, mm-hmm. and it's hard for people to afford them. So, you know, we're getting some 
rumblings in the real estate, the realtor community of a little bit of softness. We're starting to hear mm-hmm. that softness word. Yep. Um, price declines. Mm-hmm. Um, home sitting just a little bit longer. There's still a lot of demand. So it's it's kind of unusual. Normally, when you hear these words of softness and and you know sellers are are dropping prices, you think that there's just it's due to lack of demand. But that's not the case here. The demand remains high, but the demand remains high in a certain price category, and it's it's the price category that seems to be extinct in our county. Right. Um, that median home price is now with rising interest rates is becoming unaffordable. And and so we are getting this feedback from realtors that there's it's taking a little longer. We're having to maybe drop that price ten thousand dollars after mm-hmm. after a couple weeks to mm-hmm. try to get a little more attention, get a little more activity, um, and and just you know I and I think what it does is it it shows me that that people are still being thoughtful and careful about these decisions and maybe some of it is just guideline restrictions or keeping people out when they otherwise would jump right in mm-hmm. um i don't know what it i mean do you think it's just i think the i think obviously the higher purchase prices when people look at just again from the psychological standpoint when they they sit down with their their realtor and look at these purchase prices or they sit down with their lender and look at what this total payment is. And then all of a sudden the property tax obligation seems a little bit higher than it was a few years ago because the purchase price is higher. And that property tax that you're paying monthly, if it's impounded or twice a year, um, if it's not, that that's going to be based on the the sales price of the home. So these I think these added costs that people don't necessarily always think of once they get to the table and they're like, all right, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's make this happen. They they quickly realize, man, that rate is a little bit higher. So the payment's a little bit higher. The prices are a little bit higher. So I need more down payment. Um, and then that property tax obligation is also a little bit more than we were thinking. So when you add all this together and, and put it just as what my monthly obligation is going to be, um, I think it's it's a little bit uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's one piece that we haven't really talked about too much or or where have interest rates gone and what has that done for the affordability i've had you know we're constantly having people call us or come into our office to get pre-qualified and so you'll sit down with those people and you know this this process this path of home ownership is different for everybody sometimes someone sits down and they need to get pre-qualified because they're needing to write an offer that day and we bang it out and get them pre-qualified and they're in escrow, you know, two days later. Um, Some folks come in and just want some general information and we take the time to do that as well. And we get them pre-qualified, give them a a path to ownership. Um, But I I guess the point I'm trying to make is about a year ago, you know, you're sitting down with these folks and home values are a certain range and interest rates are in a certain range. And this is what you can qualify for. So go ahead and look in this price price range between 450 and 550,000. No problem. You can qualify for that. And typically in our county, um, that will steer them towards a direction of the county, really, by mm-hmm. based on what's available at that price point. Um, but what we're seeing now is those same folks, you know, coming back in, hearing, hey, I heard interest rates are higher. Or, hey, I see that the house that we wanted and we we're looking at last year was kind of at the upper end of that purchase price range that you gave us, about 550 and I see that it's selling again now, and now it's six twenty-five. 
You know, so does that mean I can't buy that now that it's back on the market? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. And there's there's a few different reasons, but one of them is because interest rates are a little bit higher. And so what you can afford now, because when you sit down and look at that total payment, it's more. Um, now, now all of a sudden, that's where the affordability starts to shrink. And now maybe that those 10 people that you had pre-qualified for a certain price range last summer are coming in now, and maybe that those 10 people, now only five of them are pre-qualified, and the other five are scratching their head thinking, so how are we going to make this work? Do we need do we need to borrow some money from mom and dad to make a larger down payment so we can have a lower mortgage balance, which gives us a lower mortgage payment, which allows us to qualify? Um, it, it makes people really have to think of a, a good plan and have a plan in place to, to be able to to purchase now. All these different ingredients we're talking about here that make up this market that we're experiencing today, it, it makes me think that, <clears throat> that we're in, we're about to enter this period where where home appreciation's really just gonna track wage <clears throat> wage inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, with we're reaching this point where when when only one out of five people in our county can afford to buy a home something it has to be on the income side that has to be the side that changes in right. order for people to continue to i don't think the want is going away i think the demand will remain strong especially mm-hmm. as millennials continue to get older and their incomes continue to rise and they continue you know just to get to that place in life where they're ready to buy homes i i see the demand remaining strong and that that want component is definitely going to be there but it's just the ability mm-hmm. that that's the part that's continuing to get harder and harder every month, every year. And so, you know, we've we've been enjoying this 10 plus percent appreciation. It's been easing back. I think more recently it's been in the six to eight percent range, still above the normal three to five. Um, but at some point here, it's going to it's going to regress down to its its normal range and maybe even below that and start to just track wage gains. I, I don't, I don't, I, so this is why, you know, for the past year I've been saying, I see this period of time upcoming here where, where home prices plateau for a little bit mm-hmm. until we see something meaningful in the wage side. So we'll see. That's, that's my take on it, but, um, it's always fun to, to talk about this stuff and, and kind of understand the direction of the market. And so we always want to share that feedback with you. Um, that we're getting from some of the realtors that we talk to regularly. Yeah, it is unique, I think, because a lot of realtors, um, <clears throat> obviously, they 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 make their living on the transactions that happen, and so it's uh, you always sort of get that uh, that positive view of things of the market when you're talking to realtors for sure, which is good. I mean, I think it's important, um, but it I have seen that recently where realtors also are like it's kind of scratching their head a little bit, like so what. Does the future hold exactly here? Do we need to to focus on the the sellers more? And there's going to be more people selling their home because values are higher, and they can get they can sort of cash out on on these investments that they've made over the last few years. But it's definitely interesting to see. It seems like there's more of a, a mixed bag as far as the information where people see this market headed. So it's definitely interesting to, to have those conversations. Yeah. All right, we need to take a commercial break here. It's 1027, and you guys are awfully quiet out there today. Um, You can feel free to call in. We won't bite. 
or you can uh, you can email us at radio at centralcoastlending.com. Uh, the phone number to call into the studios, 805-543-8830. Uh, we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Linux. The most critical part of buying a home is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Pre-approved buyers are taken more seriously, enjoy a less stressful transaction, and close faster with no last-minute surprises. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. If you're like most investors, the constant ups and downs of the stock market have you on edge. How do you make sure you keep your gains without jumping ship too soon? At Century Financial Consultants, they have an investment strategy where your money is completely protected against market losses. You go up with the stock market, your gains locked in, and when the market goes down, you don't lose anything. Literally, you go up, never down, forwards, never backwards. Sounds too good to be true? See for yourself for free. Call Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 805-324-7914. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you. Yesterday you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it now and watch the hood wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish. Although I like the shallow swiss, I like the sushi. Cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne rhymes. Because I'm all about value. Bert Camper's got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me but I bust through. Can I make a break and take a pick? I like a sink and they can right, check out like the It's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go. Cause it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? <laughs> trying hard to smile so I feel bad. Song makes you smile. One way. We spent a lot of time here today talking about the home equity that Central Coast homeowners are enjoying and talked a little bit about debt consolidation, talked about the folks that still haven't gotten their their uh, foot in the door of home ownership and, and those folks still coming in to get pre-qualified. There's still a lot of interest, a lot of demand 
Um, and we're trying to help people figure out that path um, towards home ownership. So um, if you, if any of this is hitting home with you and you'd like to give us a call and start that pre-approval or, or refinance qualification process, we'd love to help you out. We've got offices throughout the county. Um, we have a Central Coast Lending Office in San Luis Obispo on Marsh Street, in Paso Robles on 13th Street. We're on Morro Bay Boulevard in Morro Bay and um, in Atascadero on Morro Road. So give us a call. One number rings all of the Central Coast Lending Offices. It's 805-543-LOAN, 805-543-5626. Give us a call during the week and we'll get that process started for you. We try to show you on the radio here that we're approachable, um, easy to talk to people. It's part of why we're here every Saturday, just to demonstrate a little bit of, of how we work and think and what our personalities are like. And um, all the loan officers, all gosh, I think there's about 20 of us now, mm-hmm. um, are uh, are of similar mindset and similar approachability. So, And getting pre-qualified doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to buy. No. Um, I, think it's, I think it's good, especially sort of some of the things that we've been talking about. The environment for lending is always changing. The real estate market is always changing. Um, so it's, it's, even if you just want to begin the conversation, you know, call us, email us, um, come into one of our offices and we're more than happy to, to really sit down with you, sort of see where you are and maybe help outline that path of home ownership. And like Mm -hmm. we talked about previously, sometimes it's immediate and sometimes it's a year or two down the road. Yeah. Sometimes Um, we get people coming in who all they've ever had credit wise to their name is a credit card. You know, right. one, you know, student credit card thing that they got when they were 18 years old. And they, you know, so we have to start from the very beginning of, okay, you need to, you need to add a couple of trade lines. Right. You need to start to develop that credit profile. That'll take time. Yep. And then, you know, a year later they come back and they say, okay, I did what you said. I got two more credit cards. I've been using one for to pay gas and I pay it off every month and one to buy groceries and I pay it off every month. So I've got that history. Sure. And it's great. All right. We've. We've achieved that credit, that minimum credit profile, and then we we start working on the the down payment or the you know other components that that make up that pre qualification to sure. to own. There's a lot of people that uh, that go to the internet first, right, to try and find um, you know information, which is great. But what's tricky about that is, like we mentioned before, every scenario is so unique and so different. So it's really important to talk to someone that understands the guidelines and then can look at, at your specific scenario, apply them or, or overlay the guidelines over your scenario and know sort of what we need to work on. Where do we need to put that love and attention that will get you headed down that path of home ownership? And like we said, don't, don't feel like, man, I need, to, I need to be farther down this road before I'm going to go in and talk to these guys. Yeah, you don't need to to start this process on your own. We're happy to to help and guide you and and let you know what the key components are. You know, we've we we've seen it all. Nothing's going to surprise us. You're you know, you might think that your situation is you know, impossible. We far too often we see people who just disqualify themselves yep. without consulting yep. an industry professional and that's there's often a way to to you know if you can't be ready if you're not ready today there's just it's a matter of just giving you the plan we can give you that plan we can help you out we want to share with you our knowledge so that you can 
can figure out if this is the right plant, you know, the right time for you and, yeah. and help you down that path. Really um, just here to be a resource more yeah. than anything else. And then if you don't have a realtor that you're working with, I mean, obviously doing this line of work, we have a lot of relationships all over the county, North County, South County. Um, so we can connect you with someone that, that we feel like you'd be a good match for. I feel like some realtors specialize in a, in a certain area. Um, they may specialize in a, in luxury homes or entry level homes. Some folks really like to work with first time home buyers and they enjoy that process. And that, that's, that's the beauty of this industry is there, we're all different people. Right. And so I like being able to sit down with someone and say, you know what, who would be a great realtor for you? Who'd be able to explain this part of the county and take the time because you are a first time home buyer? You know, let me get you in contact with this person. And it's never pushy. It's never salesy. It's just here's another resource, another tool that we can put in your toolbox that will will ultimately just benefit you long term. And so I think that that's important to understand that that really that that's our goal is to be a resource for you and connect you with the people that if we can't do it, like we're not going to be your realtor, but we can definitely connect you with a, with a good realtor or a couple, and then you decide and you choose, and we can help you on that path for sure. Yeah, we we've worked with everyone in the county so we yeah. have a an experience with, with pretty much everyone and um and it is a lot about matching personalities yep you know it's you have to be able to work well with someone and be able to feel comfortable sharing that personal information personal financial information you're sharing the types of you know your lifestyle with with a realtor so that they can help you find the home that fits your lifestyle so yep. you have to have someone that you that you trust and that you've that you feel comfortable working with. And that's, you know, if we have that experience with someone and feel like there's a good match, we'll help point you in that direction. If you, if you want that help. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun to work with, with new buyers. It's fun to work with, with folks who know what they're doing as well. Um, I don't know why I keep you, I think you alluded to it earlier, the different components that it, it takes to, to be qualified to buy a home, to qualify for that mortgage. And it, I just keep wanting to share it with everyone. Um, you know, something that I learned in my early years in this business was the, there's, there's three components that mm -hmm. we look at, especially on the underwriting side. Um, when, when talking about someone being qualified for a mortgage, it's the three C's mm -hmm. credit, capacity, collateral, mm -hmm. right? Your credit is a major component. That's usually where we start, especially with a, a new buyer, a young buyer, yep. um, because they have such such a, a, a limited credit history, typically. Right. Um, you know, we'll see the, the mid-20-something guy who just, who's had, maybe had an auto loan, but, you know, usually it's just a, a credit card or two. And so we have to help them figure out what a, what a credit profile looks like, um, that's, that's more, you know, the minimum obviously to just to qualify for a mortgage, but maybe something above and beyond that minimum credit profile. Yeah. Each program, each loan program also comes with its own set of requirements. Yeah. So, and, and the higher you can get, let's say your credit score, you mentioned that. So someone that has a, a 740 credit score, 760 or higher um, you're going to qualify for those top tier interest rates, which essentially means the best interest rates out there with no negative adjustments, where if you have a 680, um, you may still qualify for that program, but the interest rate is going to be adjusted a little bit because from the bank's perspective, from the guideline perspective, you're a slightly riskier 
um, borrower at that point because the credit score is a little bit lower. So if there's some simple things that we can do to look at your credit and say, hey, you know what, let's pay that off. Mm -hmm. Let's contact that $16 dental collection account that you just have not been wanting to deal with for the last couple of years because it's just a hassle. And it's $16, right? I mean, what's what's $16? That, that can't really affect me when it comes down to buying a home. But that could be the difference between a, a 698 score and a, a 710 score. Mm-hmm. And that bump from the 600s to the 700s can be significant. So it's important, I think, to have a plan, really. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, that's I, fine. I don't mind talking about the other th- two Cs. But I think I, I think what this really falls under is that umbrella of having a plan, like having a game plan, because I think now that's one of the things that is different in this environment as you know, we were talking about the 2006, 2007 timeframe where we had a lot of equity. I think now more important than, than ever is to have a good game plan um, as you head into ownership. So go ahead with the other two C's because I think they're important as well. Well, I'm going to, I'll continue on the credit talk here real quick. We have a, we have a very um, useful tool um, that we're able to use through our credit vendor Mm-hmm. Um, that can help us figure out, you know, when we see your credit report, we see what you have going on today, what kind of balances you have on cards. Maybe you have a collection or, you know, different things going on. We we see all that. We see the payment history. We see the so much detail of every single trade line that you've had in the last 10 years. Um, we We see all that detail. And then we have this program um, that allows us to manipulate your credit. Well, what happens if they pay off this trade line? So how do we prioritize? Or, or that, what right? happens if we just pay this one down? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we 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 have. I I call it a what if simulator. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's what it's called anymore. I know one of our previous vendors that was what it was called. But we can plug in all these what ifs. What if we do this? What if we do that? What if? What if? What if? And it will tell us very accurately how it will affect your credit score. And I'm thinking back to a client a year or two ago that we helped with the refinance do that very thing. They had, um, you know, fairly recently acquired a new car with financing. They had also, a, a couple of years prior to that, you know, bought their first home and the home had appreciated. But, they, you know, part of buying that, that first home was, you know, I, we have more bedrooms than we've ever had. You know, we've come from this two-bedroom apartment and now we have a three-bedroom home. We mm-hmm. need a little more furniture to you know, turn that third bedroom into a guest bedroom. Um, you know, there's, we've got a nice patio now that we didn't have before. So maybe we want some patio furniture. So they've acquired a few more things that they put on their credit card. And, and then, you know, the car was wearing out at the same time. So they got that new car, which it, when you first get new debt, it has a negative impact on your credit score at first. And then once you have that history of repaying that debt, it starts to build you back up um, to what you were and then even improve it beyond that. So I, these folks came and they wanted to do a debt consolidation. All these different acquisitions since they bought their home was starting to eat into their discretionary income to the point where, where life wasn't fun <laughs> like it was before. Mm-hmm. And so to, for them, it really was going to help them out a lot and it made a lot of sense. So um, we were looking at, well, what happens if, and so we, we did that. They executed that, that plan, um, by maneuvering some some money around through different cards and whatnot, and 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 through this cash out refinance, we were able to pay down some of that debt, 
We waited a little bit of time. Their credit score bumped up the 60 to 80 points that we thought it would. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to do another quick refinance to get their rate down again. Mm -hmm. It was like a two-pronged approach, but it was really a well-planned and and well-executed plan for them that, that has them in a good spot now. And so that's what we have available to us that, you know, you as the average consumer don't have available. The other thing I want to tell you about credit is that, you know, you do your once a year free credit report dot com check or, you know, it's on your credit card statement telling you what your one score is. Those are very often inaccurate numbers. Maybe it's just one of your three scores. Every, every person has three credit bureaus tracking their moves. Okay. So everyone in theory should have three credit scores, assuming you have enough credit depth to generate a score Mm -hmm. with each of those bureaus. So some people, when they come in to actually start the pre-qualification process, they're surprised that, Hey, well, why am I, why do I have a 710 score? I, I was just pulled my credit the other day as 730. Well, maybe you just got one of the scores. And your other two are a little lower or sometimes they just don't have the most up-to-date information through those softer, those soft credit pulls that we do through our hard credit pull um, where it's a, it's, it is an actual ding on your credit history, um, a ding as far as we've accessed your credit report and the world now knows it versus those soft pulls where it just happens in the background and no one's aware that it's happening. Um, it, there's a different level of data integrity yeah. with the hard pull. And to look that a little bit farther, um, in real estate finance, you mentioned there are three credit scores and unfortunately you don't get to pick <laughs> right. which score we well, use. I want to use the best one, yeah, of course. let's use the high one. That's not, they, they throw out the high, they throw out the low and they use that middle credit score. So what you're seeing on that soft poll or what you're seeing that comes on that credit card statement of my credit score is 710 and you're confident that that's your score, well, that that could also be the high score. So yeah. you could have a 680, a 690, and a 710. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to use the 690. Right. In mortgage qualification, we use that middle score. You don't know which of the three scores you're seeing necessarily on your right. uh, freecreditreport.com or your credit card statement. So right. when you start this process, one of the first things we'll do is we'll look at your credit and we'll see how that that looks. Well, if there's anything surprising to you, we'll address it. We'll figure out if there's erroneous information on there that we can remove right away. Um, and and then we have that what if tool where we can right. help you figure out if there's a couple of easy things you can do to get your score in the right spot. And I'm assuming that when that refinance client sits down and you're coming up with some some options for them, that what if tool is free, right? I mean, that's it a is, free yeah. analysis. Absolutely. We're not, All we're this not is charging free. you for the time to come up with a plan. Obviously, there's costs once a transaction is you look at it and you agree to it. And you're like, all right, you know what? This makes financial sense. Let's move forward. Obviously, there's there's loan costs associated with doing every transaction. But, but you don't analysis, pay those costs. Right. We always like to share this. We, Except for maybe the appraisal. Right. Nobody gets paid in a mortgage transaction until the transaction is 100% successful. Yep. There's other than that buying that appraisal which has to be done, you know, at the time of order, um there's nobody you're not putting money out until you have 
confidence mm-hmm. that the transaction's going to close mm-hmm. and that you've agreed for it to close. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, don't don't be afraid that you know that you're going to have to put out money to in the hopes of something working out. That's not the way this works. It's all free. It's all just. A, a consultation to help you figure out if if you can make this work. And also, I don't want to discourage you if you do have low credit. There are loan programs that will accommodate down to a 500 credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're when you're in that five to six hundred credit score range, you have to explain why you're mm-hmm. there. But it doesn't exclude you from being able to qualify for a for a home loan. Right. Certainly not a, a disqualifier by itself. And especially with the tools that you're mentioning, I mean, there's ways to bring that up. And to to try to do that on your own is like just opening up a map and telling someone how to navigate through the forest, but you, you don't even know where they're starting. Right. You have to know where they're starting to give them the directions to get out. And so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's good on credit. That, that makes sense. We're going to take our last break of the show here. Um, we are going to wrap it all up. The home stretch is coming. Stick around with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. If you're like most investors, the constant ups and downs of the stock market have you on edge. How do you make sure you keep your gains without jumping ship too soon? At Century Financial Consultants, they have an investment strategy where your money is completely protected against market losses. You go up with the stock market, your gains locked in, and when the market goes down, you don't lose anything. Literally, you go up, never down, forwards, never backwards. Sounds too good to be true? See for yourself for free. Call Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 805-324-7914. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is, we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018 DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts central coast central coast lending through seven presidential administrations bull and bear markets and unprecedented change blakesley and blakesley has been here helping residents of the central coast reach their financial goals so if you need retirement advice beyond social security want to roll over an old 401k or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision visit blakesley and blakesley in san luis obispo paso robles and santa maria blakesley and blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust member finra and sipc You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending.
I save it for when the mics are cold. Yeah. I didn't quite have it hot. <laughs> it's alright. It's better that way. Yeah. I remember when I first saw Counting Crows was on Saturday Night Live when I was... Man, it's a long time ago. Whoa, we don't even say it. It was a long time ago. Wait long enough. <laughs> long enough. Wait a minute. Don't worry Maybe I shouldn't it. say that. Right? Yeah. Long enough that I don't remember how old I was. It's cool. I remember seeing an article... Um, in the Tribune about there's the hook finally we got the (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing an article with you as uh, one of the was it the top 40 under 40 top 20 under 40 top 20 top 20 under 40 you're not going to make that list anymore are you I, not because you you're only, not there. You only can make it one time. You only can make it one time. So I did that. Yeah, you did. You did. But, but I yeah. don't think you qualify anymore. No, I would definitely not qualify. You're still anymore. probably the top 20. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's that 40 hurdle uh, <laughs> right. that you're tripping yeah, over. man. Now falling over, it feels like. <laughs> did you say you just renewed his contract? Damn, yeah, I, I we know. might need Maybe. to revisit some is, of is there Is there an out clause? <laughs> <laughs> he probably wishes there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. So we were, uh, we were talking just a little bit about what um, what it takes to go through that pre-qualification process. We're talking about the three C's, credit, capacity, collateral. Um, we talked a lot about credit and how we can help you mm-hmm. with some of the the tools that we have at our at our fingertips um, with our credit provider help you figure out how to how to maneuver through the the credit world if if you need that. Um, the other the other two major components of qualifying, you know, one of them we don't really worry too much about until we know that you as an individual are qualified, and that's the collateral side. Right, collateral is talking about the property. And making sure the property meets standards for for mortgage lending, and those standards can vary by loan program, um, and you know, unless you're looking at a total fixer upper, most homes are in decent enough condition that mm-hmm. that the collateral side's not too big of an issue. And usually, if you're working with a good realtor, they're going to highlight out the gate what what issues potentially there are. Now, yeah. I think that's that's one of the reasons why you need to have a good realtor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, we want to know what the animal is, and that's uh, a good realtor will highlight those hurdles up front, just like a good loan officer right. will highlight those hurdles up front. So if we can clear these big hurdles, it's just going to be smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're looking up in Paso Robles, you might, or, or you know, one of those properties where you're on well, well water, you know, you need a realtor who knows all that stuff. They need to know about the well depth and the flow rates and the stuff that I don't know a lot about. So, right. you know, and you, you need to be aware if you're in 
on the coast, you might need to know a little bit about how wastewater treatment plants are going to be affecting your utility bills or sure. things like that. There's there's all kinds of issues. So having a knowledgeable realtor that that's active in the area you're looking is very important. So that's that's that collateral side that again we focus more on when after we've got you as the individual pre-qualified. So the other big component to you as the individual is that capacity. And what does capacity mean? It's it's your ability to buy this home and afford this home. Mm-hmm. Um, we And so within capacity, there's there's a couple of components here that we look at very carefully. We look at your income, we look at your assets, and we look at your employment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three's the magic number, right? There's always seems to be three components to, mm-hmm. to things. And so within capacity, the, the three components are income, assets, employment. Um, back in the day of the the no doc, or sometimes it was called the ninja loan. It was the no income, no job, no assets. Mm-hmm. That's kind of s- loosely pieces together as ninja. Right. right? Um, so that, that's where that all came from. But in today's world, it's a full doc world. And, mm-hmm. and so we look at all that stuff. We look at two years of tax returns. We look at 30 days of pay stubs. We look at two months of bank statements. Mm-hmm. And we take that information and, and we determine your ability to repay. It's mm-hmm. a big, big term now in the mortgage world, part of, part of the Dodd-Frank legislation that um, came out of the mortgage, the, the mortgage meltdown. And so we, we really put a lot of emphasis on your ability to repay. With income, you have to demonstrate to us what your earnings history looks like and what your earning potential is going forward. So we're going to look at your, your salary, your commissions, your hourly pay. Um, sometimes we might need a form completed by your employer that details those different income streams uh, broken down for the last several years so we can do any averages that we need to do. In the mortgage world, we're not just looking at your year-to-date income all the time. Sometimes we have to look back and see what your history of commission earnings is or your history of bonus incomes and do some kind of average to, to kind of get to what, um, what, what a reasonable income going forward would be. Sure. Um, we want to, we want to have some confidence that there's a like a likelihood that you're going to remain at this income level or improve, you know, two to three years looking forward. I think it's important too that really when you say you're looking at this, you're really looking at this information based on that specific scenario and looking at it how it compares to the guidelines. And so when you come in, we're not talking about we're making all these judgments of you. What we're doing is we're taking your specific information, we're entering it onto a loan application that says, you know, we can count this income. We can't really count that guy that rents the home or that second unit on your property because that just that's income we can't count. But essentially we get a complete application, then we run everything through an automated system. And that automated system will basically say yes or no. It'll say you qualify or don't qualify. And what's great is it's just like a combination on a lock. If the all, everything lines up and the information that we put on that application unlocks that lock, then we know with confidence that we can move forward as long as the information that's on the application we can document like you do have those assets we can show a pay stub for the income that we put down but it also takes into consideration the credit that we just reviewed as well and so we're not really making that judgment we're just helping you facilitate this process and that automated system will ultimately decide and that's something that every bank is using. i was just gonna say this automation is no different than what you see 
Quicken Loans advertising with their Rocket Mortgage. Yep. It's not a proprietary thing they're advertising. They just have a lot more money to market it than we do. Same guidelines. The same guidelines, yep. same process, same level of automation. I think the only real difference is you get a little more of a human touch when you work with a, a local lender like Central Coast Lending. So we'd love to help you. Give us a call for any and all of your mortgage needs. One number rings every Central Coast Lending office, 805-543-LOAN, 805-543-5626. Check us out on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week.